Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Back in July, we talked about getting your offer out into the world and launching a product or a service that would get you what we called right now money. We wanted you to start making an income right away, land that first client, get that first dollar bill in the door. But we want to talk today a little bit more about what it takes to build a sustainable business, one that's focused on making income for the long term. And some of the projects that we are really focused on internally in our company that we think are just a little bit different than what we see other online business owners spending their time and energy on. Well, and if we want to continue my lovely analogies from last time, we talked about your Tinder offer, your Tinder date. And now we're going to segue into how do you make this a little bit more official? Is it official? Is it a marriage? <laughs> Is it a forever... I will tell you, if we're going with that analogy, that it doesn't necessarily have to be forever. Nothing we've done in our business has been forever. You're not necessarily married to anything that you put out into the world. However, there is some commitment required when you start to think about how you build a business that creates sustainable income, like consistent cash consistent cash flow because it's different. We talked last month a bit about our personal story and how we were really kind of turned off by that launch model where you launched and saw this big spike and then had this really low low. I want to talk about what the alternative could look like and what we've been doing. Yeah. So this is like that yes and part of our strategies and our teaching in the sense of where I feel like we're constantly telling people everything that you don't need in order to have a business or launch your offer or start a business. And we come in here as like queens of content and have literally all of the content. And we're like, yes, and here's how you could use content strategically to build a long-term sustainable business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely different. You know, this month, 
coming up inside the co-op, we are definitely diving deep into how you can create that content that lasts, content that serves your business for the long term. And so if that's something you're interested in diving deeper in, you can go to creativeshopcoop.com and hear more about that in the coming weeks. But I think it's important if you kind of hear the lens of how we've looked at it. We've been, from the very beginning, accidentally (laughs) building things that served long term and then understood the power of them later and then really dived into them. At the beginning, we created content because we just weren't sure what we were supposed to be doing. And so we were like throwing strategies at the wall. And, you know, when we started our business six years ago, blogging was still very popular. Yes. Very popular. It definitely wasn't quite at the height of like early bloggers were early blogging like every five seconds, you know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't quite that, but like there were people creating consistent content on a blog. And since then we've seen this like movement of people moving away from that concept, which is honestly a little bit baffling to me because written word isn't going anywhere. People are still going to use the internet and the differentiator between a blog of sorts, regardless of how you look at it, and social media is that you actually have ownership over the site, the traffic. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. own what it does and where it goes, but Instagram could go away tomorrow. Yeah. And I think what's really funny is that there are so many marketers out there who, yes, are saying like, start to grow an email list because that's the only thing you own. And like, that's you want to move your people off of just subscribing or liking to your show or your page or your channel or whatever, because you actually own that customer information. You also have that same ownership over the traffic to your website. And so what's interesting to me is that a lot of people have begun to understand the benefits of owning an email list, but haven't really taken that those benefits and applied it anywhere else. Yeah. I think the difference here is there's, you can, on your website, there's all sorts of options. And there's some things that we've done a better job at than others. Like our current website is not as much of a lead generator as it could be, but it does generate sales very consistently, but not necessarily in this the way you might think. I think if I were to look at it from a user standpoint, I would start to be thinking about what content can I create that's going to serve me long term, but is more kind of blog style. And then what can I do with my current website so that it's like actually serving a purpose for me? And Mm -hmm. there's absolutely pages on our website that we've spent time and energy optimizing to rank on Google. And I don't think people are talking about this. I feel like this is like a niche thing (laughs) that nobody's bringing up, but it's so powerful. The amount of traffic we get to certain web pages that then turn directly into sales because we've targeted keywords that we know have traffic to them. It's honestly mind boggling. The advanced levels of capabilities that you can take to take advantage of that traffic. So like, yes, hear me when I say advanced, I'm not expecting everyone to figure this out, but 
you can literally serve ads to traffic to your website of people who visit certain pages, people who stay a certain amount of time, people who go here and then go here. And like based on the different behaviors that people are spending on your website, you can send really targeted content, free and paid to that pretty warm traffic. And so I think you're right. Like a lot of people have just kind of ignored a strategy that's honestly been working for years and years for a lot of people, but because it does take, I don't know, more of a foundation, I feel like to lay where I feel like everyone, everyone assumes that they're already too late. And yeah, I disagree. I'm on the same page with you with this. I think when I think about our long-term content, I'm thinking first, rather than thinking about here's the actual blog post we're going to write. I'm thinking about what's the objective first. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, okay, we have this particular affiliate. I want more dollars from this particular affiliate. Okay. What search terms are related to this specific company? What are people wanting to know? What are people looking for? And then deciding what to write based on that. Now, I will tell you, you can still get it to work even if you don't know all those things. I used to get really good at guessing, <laughs> which I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying this is perfect. But in the beginning, I did the same kind of thing, but on Pinterest. Like I would just, mm-hmm. instead of knowing the tools that are available to me and like hiring someone with SEO knowledge to go search down these keywords before when it was just me... Like I would go on Pinterest and search, say, client experience and figure out what are the top pins that are coming up and identify, oh, from there, now I see if you use a number in the beginning or like uh, hacks or if you talk about they're really wanting to know this specific piece of this topic then I can go write the thing. And I often didn't even like look at the other content. Like I wasn't diving into other people's blogs and stealing their IP. I was just trying to identify what is getting traction. Because that's mm-hmm. really the talking about here. You want to see where there's traction and then figure out how that can align with your personal goals. Yeah, yeah. So I want to kind of walk people through, because I honestly think that we have like a pretty incredible like synchronicity of our current team right now, of everyone that's involved in the sense of how we structure the like, what is the content going to be? What channel is it best for? And then how does it actually happen? And I think you guys can kind of work backwards and use the same strategy, even if it's just you, if it's you and a VA, if it's you and only one of these content channels, it's taken us years to be able to get here. But I really love where we're at now where we're able to like really, really start at the very top and then let the content kind of trickle down to work for us in all of the mediums that we serve. Yeah. It starts now with not even us, really, which is interesting. I thought it would always start with like, what do we want to talk about? And what do we want to do? Because that's how we treated our blog and especially the show for a really long time. And that's fun. Like we use that way for years. There's nothing wrong with that. But now we have an amazing chunk of our team that's really geared towards, well, what is your audience actually searching for? What is your audience actually saying that they need? And if we're coming from a place of service, then we want to serve our audience where they're at right now. 
And those things change based off trends, what's popular, what's working. But there's a lot of foundational aspects that are the same in terms of the marketing and business strategies that we currently teach and have been teaching for years. And so our content is guided first by our SEO team. Yeah, absolutely. But what I love about that is that we're armed with knowledge. And we can take that knowledge and really quickly, we can come up with a game plan of, okay, if this is what they're saying people are searching for, what is our goals with that in mind? Mm -hmm. Because it still has to serve our business. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the key here. Some people can get so service-minded that they forget how to like... And we've done this. Absolutely. Where we've had periods of our business where we're so focused on the service aspect, we didn't identify how it could tie back in. And so I think it's important that you bridge it. Okay. So like we're looking at what are people saying they need and how does it fit in with our current product offers, our high level affiliates, and sometimes our free things, but often not. I mean, right now, Mm -hmm. I think we're really focused on getting them into a sales channel if possible. And Mm -hmm. so with that in mind, we'll be like, okay, this is what they're saying they want. This is the objective based on like the topic that it could kind of fit into. Now let's Mm -hmm. define a title that has those rich keywords that we talked about, but also ties in this product or offer potentially like, and sometimes it's not in the title, but we just know that it could fit into the content. Right. Come up with those titles and then it goes back It goes back to SEO to verify that the way we interpret it is what is actually going to search. And sometimes it's not like sometimes we still have to edit. Yeah. Well, and I think even before that step, so like what literally happens is we get this long list of like keywords or phrases from our SEO person. And they're like, here are the things that are popular right now. Here are the things that are working on your site and what could be improved. And so like we first do kind of like a filter of like, is there anything we've already done that we can just change and improve and do better? Is there anything that we already kind of have planned coming like templates that we're releasing topics that we want to talk about that fit into this landscape? So it kind of provides like an overall literal theme that we focus on that month company-wide. And that theme then impacts what we want to say on the blog, what we want to talk about here, what templates we release within the shop, and then what kind of additional like social aspect or engaging aspect we want to pull from that for social media. And that could also impact anything like you guys might be doing lives or group coaching themes, like what could that look like or different product themes. But we use that as the overarching guidance. And so specifically like departments that break down from that information, it starts like what Abby was saying, where we brainstorm titles. So we release two blog posts a week, every single month. So eight a month, we brainstorm those titles. We try to serve at least three of our buckets. So like two affiliates, we're going to like write content that we're specifically going to try to target traffic for that. And then maybe like specific shop stuff, if not just general strategies or how to's or serving our current audience of what they're searching for that's popular for that month. So like the rest of our BP audience kind of thing, we create those titles. Like Abby said, we send them back to SEO, who then like kind of filters them with like, this is kind of how people are actually typing in phrases. So let's move this word closer to the beginning or change packet to guide or whatever, right? Like very specific examples like that. So it can just work better for Google. Yeah. It's been odd, but 
also really satisfying to watch the like the focus on optimization even before we put out content has mm-hmm. been really powerful because we've seen traction a lot faster. Once those titles are finalized, our copywriter will take a look at them and start breaking them down. Sometimes they're pretty straightforward and they can just be, you know, really mindset based and a bit more just like in the tone of how Emily and I talk and how like the boss project mm-hmm. voice, so inspiration, to speak. support, that kind of thing. Right. But a lot of our content ends up being more technical, which which goes back to like the roots of how we started our business. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think a big part of the long-term content that has served us really well. I'm not saying that you have to be a technical writer or provide technical knowledge to your audience for it to be long-term valuable. But for us, we think about, okay, if you're a business owner and you're having these problems... Like, where's the breakdown? And a lot of times, it's not that people don't understand that a strategy is possible. A lot of times, they literally don't know how to implement on it. And so Mm -hmm. that's where we're... You have to identify what makes sense for you. But for us, we're educators. So Mm -hmm. literally having them do it is a huge part of our mission, right? And so we are then having all of that content be written. If it's technical, it might include a lot of like screenshots and like actual step-by-step knowledge, but then it goes into an editing process. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, and it has a two-part editing process. So the first, I put my eyeballs on it, mostly for voice and for just continuity. Is this too overwhelming? Does it make sense? Is the intro catching where someone's going to like actually be intrigued to read it? Um, Do we have a good call to action throughout the blog post or at the end? So just like a couple of checkpoints that I'm looking at. But then it goes back to SEO. So our SEO department reads through it, and she's really looking at the headers that we're using. So like actual keywords and phrases that we're saying throughout the blog post. Did we say them enough? Did we say the right ones? Did we call back, link back to our other blog content enough? Because that's also super helpful. How is it all really flowing together? And she's really making sure that this was the purpose of it initially. So are we fulfilling that purpose with this content? Right. And once it gets to the approved stage, it goes through a publication process, which which definitely has multiple parts. Like in terms of just getting it on the website, we have a graphic designer who's making not only a graphic for the site and a thumbnail, but also Pinterest pins that would allow this to be cross-published. And then we have a tech person who's uploading the actual content to our website. As much as you think a website is about how it looks, the actual code, which this sounds a little bit weird, Mm -hmm. but it's important. Like if subheadings are subheadings, like they have to actually be marked as headings. So like having, and I'm not saying this needs to be super technical at all, but like there's a reason you have H1 through H3 or whatever. Yeah. Google actually looks at those before it reads the content. And so having things properly marked as headings and properly formatted so that it's not only really readable, but it's also really searchable. And this is like robot searchable. (laughs) We're talking about artificial (laughs) intelligence being able to crawl your site effectively. Mm -hmm. So it'll get all buttoned up. And usually there is an addition at that point of taking those call to actions and making it super straightforward. So that might be the addition of like a little ad banner at the bottom that's taking them somewhere. It could be buttons. It could be links. It could be graphics that interrupt the flow of the article. But regardless, 
we're keeping the end goal in mind at all times and making sure that that's continuously checked in on. It'll Mm -hmm. be scheduled and it'll have a specific published date. But we also don't want to just let it happen because there's been for sure periods of our business where we put it out there and we did it because we knew it was going to serve our business long term. And so we just didn't worry so much about mm-hmm. that everyone had to hear about it today. Like they could search for it and find it or they could run into a pin on Pinterest and find it. But now we're really trying to take advantage every opportunity we can to serve our people well and better, mm-hmm. but also get it out on all the channels. Well, so what that looks like for the next department, I'm kind of sitting in both. So I know the blog content that's going to be coming out. We know every Tuesday, Thursday, a new blog post is going to come out. So that's already marked on the calendar. But what I look at when I look at kind of the social media calendar as a whole in that month is based on what we talked about on the blog, what is worth calling out in a bigger stance on social media? And that could look like dedicating a feed post to a blog or dedicating stories once or multiple times throughout the month to a blog. So I kind of do a little filter of A, what was the goal? And what is our overall goal that month? We try to have like one focus per month where it's like, okay, we're going all in on talking about this one product or we're going all in and talking about this one affiliate or whatever it might be for that month. And so I try to align those goals on social media. And so for example, if there was a very specific keyword that was like, Hey, this one's like really ranking really high. I think you guys could do really well for it. We're definitely going to write a blog post on it. We're probably going to align a template or the whole theme for the shop around that keyword or that phrase. So then whatever content was written about that thing, I'm going to now call that out on the feed and in stories in a really big way, because it's kind of the overarching theme of the whole month. But what that could look like for you is literally just letting your people know that new content has been released somewhere. What's it about? And how can they go read it, watch it, listen to it, download it, whatever it might be, literally just communicating about the thing. Yeah, we've done this a million different ways over the years. Like it used to be Mm -hmm. like back in the day, early days, Mm -hmm. back when our Instagram feed was so ugly. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) It would be, and I'm the one who did it. So I'm just, I'm taking full responsibility right there for that. It would be like, I created these thumbnails that we were using on the blog, but then I would just crop them to square and I would just straight up just post it to Instagram and say, Hey, here's this new blog blog. that came out. (laughs) And we tried to make it so easy back then. And I'm not saying this is a bad strategy because honestly, if you do it well, you can absolutely continue to do something like this. It doesn't have to be quite as like, blatantly ugly we have we have <laughs> templates to make yeah. this easy for you period yes, we do. <laughs> like, um but we used to copy paste the entire first paragraph of the blog to social media and say mm-hmm. and you can head here to read the rest because yep. if you write a really quality intro your intro for anything regardless of what it is should contain a hook and a quick summary of what's inside and yep. so Now we rely far less on that than we used to. But, you know, when you're just starting out, like reusing the actual (laughs) things, like it could be as simple as, okay, I have a blog post. Now I want to share about it. You could copy paste the first paragraph. You could say, 
five hacks and then maybe you cover what the five hacks are, but you don't say how to do them or what they are. You just mm-hmm. literally take your subheadings and now your subheadings are your five bullet points for like yep. the sharing about it or whatever. Yep. This is like the definition of repurposing content. Oh, absolutely. Guys, do you know what episode we're on right now? This is 570. I promise you we know how to produce content at this point. Yes. And it doesn't have to be crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Social is really about right now, right? It's it's about Mm -hmm. what's happening now, what just came out, what just got published, whatever. We also want to be doing things that are going to serve us long term. There's two more pieces, like even after content is published, there's two more checkpoints to really make sure we're taking the most advantage of this. One, our Pinterest team takes all the pins that our graphic designer made and is dripping those out in a way that makes sense for Pinterest. Now, here's the thing. What Pinterest likes and how they want it done changes about every six months to 12 months. So mm-hmm. I could tell you what we do now, but like, it could totally be different later. So like, yeah, for now, it's 10 pins with various versions of the title. Some are exact, some are like the subheading deeper down, some are just rewritten versions. We could absolutely, if we were, and we already take a shit ton of time producing this, but if we wanted to get even crazier, we could have someone who specializes in search engine optimization for Pinterest and Mm -hmm. like go through the same process to Pinterest perfect the titles. That's not necessarily something we do because generally speaking, if it works well on Google, it should work well on other platforms, Mm -hmm. but you could get that technical if you really wanted to. The novice version of all of this is literally just searching it on Google or Pinterest yourself and looking at what are the top five things that come on both and how can you, what about them are similar that you can take from that. So anyway, they're getting pinned, they're getting put out there and they're getting put back into a Pinterest rotation on a regular schedule based on what Pinterest likes at the time. <laughs> it used to be that you pinned the same stuff all the time and it was like constantly reoccurring. It's not necessarily the case right now, but we are paying attention to trends there because Pinterest has been a huge driver of our traffic over the years. In the past, we've seen as much as 50% or more of our organic traffic come directly from Pinterest. And so, especially as a creative small business owner with such, like, we serve visual people, it makes sense that we spend time and attention there. And then the last piece of the puzzle before... I would really consider things done. (laughs) It goes back yet again to our SEO department. And after it's formatted, after it's on the site, they're going to go back in and do any last minute cleanup, any links that need added, any additional optimization, an SEO description, that kind of thing. They're making sure that all the work we put in doesn't get like lost at the last step. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that's a lot. And it can feel overwhelming, but we follow a similar process for the podcast. It's not quite as... Emily and I have a little more... I wouldn't say more fun. I mean, definitely fun, but we don't follow as like rigorous of a... Right. It's a lot more fluid. It's a lot more fluid, but it does follow like a similar 
plan where like it, you know, we record and then it goes into editing and then it goes into publishing and then it gets Mm -hmm. shared on social. And then we're talking Mm -hmm. about how we can optimize for long-term. That's still the same. And we do try to make sure that the podcast has things included in it that are going to serve our business in the long-term. And sometimes that means the actual content itself is related to our products. And sometimes it's just us having really interesting, rich conversations that will get you to listen. And we interrupt ourselves with our own ads for our own thing. <laughs> but we got you here because we covered a trendy topic or we covered a topic right. that you guys are like really nosy about. Yeah. We know you. We know what you want to listen to. <laughs> well, and because we put our podcast episodes on our website, like a blog post, it's also another tool for SEO. Could it be perfected even more? Could the titles be hammered down even more to be SEO or keyword rich and friendly? Absolutely. But there's a give and take all the time of how can we keep it fresh and fun for Abby and I, and how can we utilize content to serve us really well? So I know that yes, was a lot. And we talked about the content going through multiple departments and people and touch points and all of that. But I really want to encourage you that especially for something like SEO, you don't necessarily have to have someone on all the time like we do, who's a permanent fixture of your team. But you can absolutely bring on SEO experts for a bubble. And maybe they audit your site. Maybe they give you like a plethora of amazing keywords that you could rank for or that would work for your audience, search terms, phrases, etc. And you use that as a guide to create the content for six months or for a year even. And maybe this is something that you just invest in once a year, once a quarter, whatever is flexible for you to stay fresh, stay relevant to your current audience, but where you're not relying on that team person every single day. Like we right. are. Also, it doesn't have to be at the same volume. Like right. we're putting out eight blog posts and eight podcasts. We have put out as much as four podcasts and five blog posts a week while we are an education first company, we are damn near close to being a media company. And we just (laughs) never took the title. Like we're not, we are a publication. Okay. Like we produce enough content that we could be considered a publication in the past. We've brought on guest writers. Like when we couldn't produce that much volume, we had volunteer guests who wrote on a regular basis for us. We've tried managing this all different ways over the years And it's totally up to you how you want to do it. I've absolutely seen people who are like, I don't want to blog every week, but I will write five or 10 really powerful, really keyword rich, really important pages Mm -hmm. of their site. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're keeping tabs on like how to keep getting it to rank, like that's great. You can have pages that are super quote unquote old And they can still do well on Google as long as you're keeping up with what's important. Like, for instance, and I will probably have to do a whole episode on this because if it's something you're concerned about, it's something you're really concerned about. But like right now, there's a lot happening in terms of how to keep your site fast enough to keep Google happy. But also with all the tracking changes that happen with iOS, if you are trying to turn around and target people there's all these obstacles that can come into play. But the story here that I really want you to take away is that if you can start 
dedicating time to what the long-term vision of your business looks like and how you're going to attract leads regardless of what you're selling. Even if you're selling Mm -hmm. services, Mm -hmm. even if you're selling products, like regardless of what your end game is, can you create content that serves you long-term so that you are not always required to acquire a new customer or client? Because that's Mm -hmm. what we're wanting to get to. I'm not saying it has to be some sophisticated funnel, literally at all. It could be a blog post that's high value to your potential client. And then the call to action is book a discovery call. Absolutely amazing. Like do that. It doesn't have to be complicated. And I think that's what I want to get across here is while we do a lot of extra work to optimize, the strategy is actually really simple and straightforward. But we do want to continue to help you identify what these things could be, how you could implement them for your specific business, your specific industry, and give you templates and tools so that you can do this without having to like come up with everything yourself, whether that be those ad banners I talked about or Pinterest pins. Um, We want to provide you that graphic help, that marketing help. And we're going to be doing way more of that this month inside the creative shop co-op. So if you have not dived in yet as a member, this is your sneak peek as to Mm -hmm. what's coming because we are going to help you do this on a level you probably haven't thought about before, but we are going to set you up for success long-term. And so you can dive in right now at creativeshopcoop.com. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.